Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hello, and welcome back to Crypto Sapiens. Today, we are talking to Tessa, self-described cat herder at Fight Club. We start the conversation with her describing her journey to becoming a Bankless DAO member in its early days and the role the DAO played in launching Fight Club. This conversation was super enlightening, especially in learning about the similarities and differences between traditional venture funds and venture DAOs, from membership, deal flows, to governance. We also discuss Fight Club's upcoming Black Glove Public Mint, how you can earn your own glove, and the launch of their second educational cohort. So without further ado, let's get started. I think it started with me basically like everybody else. I was just a premium subscriber to the Bankless newsletter. My day job is running a hedge fund. So, you know, obviously I was, I was learning about DeFi. I was you know, doing all the things and, and the Bankless newsletter was, was a source of information. And when they dropped their bank token, all of a sudden I found myself in a, in a DAO. And that's, that's when you're like, okay, great. And now I'm in a DAO. Let's DAO. Let's, let's DAO it. That's, that's kind of how everything got started. And it kind of built on the idea that, you know, there's a lot of great people within Bankless DAO. There's a lot of kind of leverage to the Bankless uh, brand. So why not try to create a venture DAO around it? And I spent a lot of time venture, researching venture DAOs and I did a piece for myself. I have to stop because I'm such a slow writer. I would make my stories and then, you know, it would take me like a few months. And then by the time I finished my article, uh, something would change. I'd be like, no, I have to change it. And I just, I was just way too slow as a writer, but I digress. So that's actually what, what Fight Club started as. It started as a singular venture, which is why we couldn't talk about it in the first place because venture deals were basically like many funds and for SEC regulation. You can't really talk about venture DAOs in in a public setting. So at that point in time, Bankless DAO was having weekly community calls open to the public for some of the legal advice or advice from the legal guild. It was it was better not to really talk about it in public. So until we were able to have our own Discord and and Fight Club kind of organically morphed from a singular venture DAO into a platform of venture DAOs with educational programs. At that point, we were able to talk about it because now we're something beyond a singular venture now. We're, we're much more than that. So yeah, that's, that's basically the genesis behind Fight Club right there. <laughs> that's amazing. So it sounds like you came into the space with experience in venture funding. You said you were leading a crypto hedge fund before joining Bankless DAO? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say so much in terms of venture funding, like I've done angel investments, but not so much in, in venture funding. More so my hedge fund uh, is more like a market neutral hedge fund. So definitely my background is in within traditional, I'm a trad fire, hard fire, coming from quantitative trading. So that's that's what my background is. 
That's amazing. I look, I have a lot of respect for anybody who comes from that background because just generally, I have no idea what the heck is going on. I think that they're like, look, you're in this space long enough, you're building something, you're going to need to deal with investment, right? Whether that is community backed investment or that is, you know, venture fund backed investment, you're going to need to deal with that. And so having an understanding for how that world works, I am sure pays dividends, right? No pun intended there in terms of how you can build out good model that is uh, investable, that is that you can have conversations that are intelligent with people who are interested in your project and supporting it through some sort of funding. So yeah, I think that that is an incredibly valuable kind of background to have when you're coming into the space. Certainly, probably has some influence to some of the decisions that you make generally in this space as well, because we all become these community owners of projects. And so maybe we can make much more informed decisions when we jump into a DAO and choose to support it or any other project for that matter. So yeah, that's really awesome. So talk to me a little bit about Fight Club, right? So in the beginning, you were saying you couldn't talk about Fight Club and it sounds like you got good sound legal advice there. We're now talking about Fight Club. So what changed? Like what was that transition from then to now where we can talk about it? And we'll maybe use that as a way to springboard into some of the other things that are being built there. I think really the main change happened primarily when we had a, a Fight Club had a collaboration with FTW for the Window to create an educational program. So our first educational program, like how to become a, a venture analyst. And then as soon as we had that educational program, it kind of became a point where, okay, Fight Club is is more than a singular venture DAO now. Now we can actually talk about it because we can talk about the educational program. And then, you know, during that process, you know, it became clear that we had, uh, I think, the NFT club from Bankless DAO on board. And, you know, they, they kind of expressed some interest in terms of like, okay, we could probably spin something up similar to Flamingo DAO. You know, we kind of figured out the... The, the ins and outs and logistics of creating a venture DAO. So, you know, what's stopping us from creating an, an NFT Flamingo DAO, you know, bankless version. So at that point, I think that's when it really kind of clicked that hey, that Fight Club could be more than just one venture DAO. We could become a platform of venture DAOs. And um, we can use the same educational program to generate analysts and then pair those analysts with actual analysts within the VC space so that we could create due diligence teams and now people are able to, you know, gain experience uh, working on deals and doing the actual research. And, you know, when Soulbound NFTs came out, that's when it like clicked again, where it's like, okay, great. You know, now that people are working on deals, we can give them a NFT, you know, or a pull-up. The NFT works better than the pull-up because uh, it's non-transferable. So we could give them a soulbound NFT. So now they can build their online resume. So everything that Fight Club has become has been really organic in terms of like evolving from that initial concept of a singular venture DAO. And it's been great because all of these concepts have come internally from um, from Fight Club members. So it's it's been an exciting process. Well, that's cool. So. There's a few things I want to unpack there, but let's start with the educational program. And for those not familiar with FTW DAO, For the Win DAO, they are also a, a venture fund, decentralized venture fund. So awesome to see that there's collaboration in that space from the early stage. So walk me through what that, how, how that came to be. Like what, I mean, I think that there are some people from FTW in the Bankless DAO community as well. So 
how that how was that relationship formed? What was kind of the thinking behind developing educational programs around maybe investing? And then, you know, what what did that first cohort look like? Yeah, so it, it basically started because Liza and CH and Kahuna, they're the heads of um, FTW DAO, and they were in Bankless DAO and, and they joined Fight Club. So, you know, they're they're skirting both both DAOs and and really there's no reason to I think at least in this early stage or, uh, or even in a later stage to to find other venture DAOs as competitors. We did a roundtable early on with some of the other venture DAOs, including like Peter Pan from Meta Cartel Ventures, Honey DAO, and some of the Stacker Ventures. And everybody was really nice, and it was we learned a lot about it. So especially in crypto, everybody's so collaborative. There there really wasn't any reason for you know to not work with FTW DAO. So yeah, when when Liza CH and Kahuna said they wanted to do this educational program it was it seemed like everybody else in fight club were were definitely on board and game with it and also within the bankless DAO community so it was one of those you know services like sure it, it's a it wins you know everybody wins at this program and that's kind of what what our first collaboration you know how it started yeah and Again, just a bit of background for anybody who doesn't know, Bankless DAO is the connective tissue that I think connects a lot of us here. So Crypto Sapiens, Fight Club, FTW, like there are people within this community that have grown together from the dawn of the Bankless DAO and then have created projects that each kind of touches in you know the Web3 space in different ways. But we're all friends. We all care for one another. We all are fans. At least I'll speak for myself. I'm a fan of the projects that are being developed within that community. And yeah, huge supporters for people and ideas and projects. So cool to see that th those conversations uh, started within that community and then to see how they blossomed into this you know, first initiative. So you then mentioned talking to the NFT club and looking at some of the other DAOs that are formed around this, this idea of you know decentralized venture funding and then working together with them to create what? What 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 is what is it that was born from those discussions? Oh, so I think what was born from that those discussions was the, the idea that, you know, Fight Club should be a platform for venture DAOs. And then it kind of clicked into place that, okay, if you have a platform of venture DAOs and, you know, you want to support an educational program, now you're kind of operating on an endowment model where you have a treasury, right, that you want to co-invest in, in, in these venture DAOs because you need to grow something. You need to pay for these educational programs and be self-sufficient, right? You can't. We didn't want to just keep relying on, on Bankless DAO for funding of our educational program. So I think really that's kind of the where we're at today was it was this sequential step of, okay, we went from one venture DAO to having an educational program to becoming a platform of venture DAOs to like clicking into this business model of, of operating, operating as an endowment where our treasury will co-invest in, uh, in these venture DAOs. And, and, and the, the logic is, is, you know, you believe in your members, you know, you believe in the deal flow that's coming through. And, you know, at some point you need to, you need to actually sustainably grow. And what better way than, in, than these, you know, investing within the venture DAOs that your, that, that your community is participating in, right? So that's kind of the evolution of, of Fight Club. That's where we currently stand. And we're probably going to evolve again at some point in the future. Because, you know, as, as we keep increasing 
our membership base, you know, people come up with such great ideas that you kind of want to support and kind of want to push it along as long as they're, you know, within this concept of, okay, you know, now we're kind of morphing into almost like an impact out with our educational programs. And at the same time, you know, we're, we're about democratizing investment opportunities, which is what Bankless DAO is about. So we have these two kind of mandates that we're working with. And, you know, so far we've been able to kind of morph them and make them work together. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting, <laughs> interesting adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, you were talking about then also bootstrapping from Bankless DAO initially. And I think even CryptoSapiens, is, it's in this uh, stage right now in terms of like, how do we create a more sustainable runway for us to build out these ideas together with the community? What, 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 what did the transition look like there? And what are some of the things that are being built out within Fight Club to create this kind of self-sustaining project and community? So in terms of Bankless DAO, we're structured as a sub-DAO. In terms of what building, what we're building out, I think we've partnered with Coinocracy as our service provider for our venture DAO. So we are working with them on building out the, the smart contracts and, and the website. Like if you go to Metacartel or the Lao or, or any of the um, open law, like I think venture DAOs, it's, it's having that like kind of unique front end. And that's something that we're working on with Coinocracy right now. So once, once we have those in place, and right now we're on Rank B Plus now working out all the, all the kinks with, um, within the smart contract, you know, that can easily be spun up for any of these other venture DAOs. There is some logistics on the back end. Our first fund is the Genesis Fund, which is a Web3 fund, and that's operating as a Delaware LLC. Uh, so so there, there are some logistics that we have to go through from the legal standpoint of like incorporation with the Delaware LLC, getting a standard operating agreement, which is always kind of like a generic thing when it comes to a venture DAO because nobody really knows. It's still kind of, you know, a test in some, to an experiment in some regards because, you know, even the oldest venture DAO is only like a year or two, so it hasn't really been tested. So it's, it's, it's been an interesting space. So, but that's, you know, we're going through that process. We're figuring out logistics. So from that standpoint, that's, that's what we're building. In addition to our educational programs, you know, we're building out the webinars. We're listening to what kind of topics our members are interested in and trying to figure out, you know, can we create some sort of certification program or is soulbound NFTs actually the way to go? And who are we going to use for soulbound NFTs? So there's all these little small, intricate and logistical steps that we're we're figuring out as as we kind of go along. Yeah. You now have brought up uh soulbound NFTs a few times. So I am gonna have to dive into it a little bit with you and just curious to hear your thoughts on it. Now, again, a little bit of background for anybody who doesn't know, CryptoSapiens hosts a few different podcasts, different series. One of them is in the space of Web3 identity, and we touch on you know decentralized identity, reputation, non-transferable tokens as a way of you know capturing both identity and reputation because there's a lot of conversations and uh, experimentation going on with this. What are, what are your thoughts on it in terms of like, what are these soulbound NFTs? What is their role in Web3 projects like Fight Club? And how are they different from maybe some other way of capturing reputation? So our use case for soulbound NFTs is in order for, I think, our educational participants 
to become, say, to have a credential. Uh, we're using Soban NFTs or we're, we're in the process of using Soban NFTs to, to signify that you've completed our, our program. And also in terms of, as I mentioned earlier, the, our due diligence program, we're using Soban NFTs as a way to mark the deals that you've worked on so you can build your, your resume. I think our mandate for the educational program is we're trying to elevate communities using Web3 and crypto. And by elevating communities, that means we're, we're providing them a, another route to access other job opportunities within the Web3 space, especially in the venture space. You know, typically, if you wanted to become any sort of venture analyst, you have to go to the right Ivy League school, then get a job as an investment banker, then go to business school, and then maybe you find yourself on a on a, I know, working for a VC fund. And now, you know, at least with crypto venture investing, where you don't have to do that, right? It's it's really about what is your access to deal flow? How do you look at deal flow? The the analytics for how you gauge crypto deals is is a lot different than what you would look at a normal, you know, angel investment deal. It's, it's much easier to look at a traditional business and say, okay, this is what your business model is. We can kind of forecast out, you know, what the comps are, you know, in your team. Some aspects are similar, but I think in the crypto space, because uh, everything is so new, there's a lot less comps in terms of actual analytics to do. So it's a little bit easier, I think, to break into crypto from a, from a venture analyst side, but at the same time, it's not. So we're just providing an avenue for that regard. And so bond NFTs is, is one way to, to actually have people say, okay, this is what I've actually done. And, you know, this is my resume for it. And we have a project coming up with Play for Change DAO. That's a, a play to earn DAO in, uh, in Rio de Janeiro. And they work with, they're actually in the favelas of Rio, teaching them how to play like Axie Infinity and providing education programs with them. So Fight Club is, is partnering with them to provide mentorship opportunities. They have a Web2 program initiative where some of the favela participants are learning how to program in Web2. So we're looking to, you know, find them mentors and internships so that they can learn Web3 in a junior developer type of role. And another way for them to build their resume, because they're coming from an underserved, you know, community that doesn't have a network within crypto, right? They don't even have a formal education is whistle NFTs. Now they can say, I've worked on this project. You know, you can see what I've done. People can attest to what I've done. And now they're able to build a network within crypto. They can earn a lot more than what they're currently earning as a Web2 programmer in, uh, in Brazil. I think right now they're earning maybe the equivalent of like $200 a month, like a month. And that's, that's after they're, you know, learning Web2. So it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, like, you know, what you can do if we can just like elevate this, you know, community of super hungry people into crypto and Web3, you're actually doing what crypto is meant to do, right? Which is like help elevate communities. So that's our use case for for Soulbound NFTs. It's, it's more as a resume builder than anything else. Yeah, that's very interesting. Thank you so much for the comprehensive breakdown to how you see these non-transferable assets like Soulbound NFTs can potentially play a role in the project. I think that, yeah, a lot of this is really novel and interesting to see how, you know, new ideas, new projects will also adopt these emergent technologies. So amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. You also started to explain a little bit about what differentiates, you know, maybe traditional venture funding to maybe something like what we'll call decentralized venture funding. But maybe we can dive into it a little bit more to more clearly establish some of the ways that 
we can facilitate funding and access to funding projects, for example, in a decentralized project like what Fight Club is spinning up through its you know, venture funds and uh, compared to maybe something in more in the traditional finance world? Sure, that's not a problem. I think traditional venture funds, if you're not familiar with it, they start with a general partner, right? It's, a, it's like a general partnership agreement. So they have general partners and then the investors are all limited partners. So as an investor in a traditional venture fund, I give them my money and I rely on the general partner for deal flow and for making the decisions on what projects to invest. And typically my money is locked up for you know, whatever duration of the fund is, sometimes they say five to 10 years, or actually currently it's, it's usually within 10 years, it's, it's locked up. In a venture DAO space, everybody is a managing member. There is no GP. So everybody has the same position. You're responsible for sourcing deals. You're all responsible for, for voting on which deals to, to invest in. So everybody's kind of in it together. You, you know, you can opt to delegate your right to make decisions, but traditionally it's venture DAOs are more of like a collaborative, you know, like an investment club where everybody is coming together to find deals and then to, to, to do the due diligence somewhat together. So, so that's, that's the, I think, the main differences between what a venture and what a traditional venture fund is like. I think if you look at the current set of venture DAOs, some, some are actually structured more similar to an investment club. I think HoneyDAO and Global Coin Research, they're more as an investment club where they'll bring in a deal and if you want to participate, every person can choose and opt in to participate into that structure. And then a single SPV is spun up where members will then you know, co-invest in that SPV and then the SPV goes into th- that particular deal. Venture DAO is slightly different. It's more similar to medical televentures and, and the Lao, where everybody is looking at the same proposals online and they're voting online and the due diligence is done by each of the members and every every member has to come up with a decision. We're doing it a little bit different in Fight Club whereas we we have a due diligence team so rather than each individual member coming up doing the due diligence themselves they can opt to have a third party due diligence which is Fight Club the due diligence teams do the do the research for them. Oh that's incredible. Thank you. I mean so again like I said I'm a noob when it comes to investment, venture investment. So that was eye-opening and certainly a gateway into wanting to learn more. If there are other educational initiatives around this space, uh, please do consider me as an applicant, early applicant, because I'd love to jump in and kind of learn a little bit more about how this works and certainly how decentralized organizations are going about it differently. So I did notice that there needs to be an accreditation for anyone who seeks to invest in a fund. So that accreditation, I think, is due to some sort of legal requirement. What does someone need to do? How does someone become accredited so that they can participate in these investment vehicles? So I just want to clarify that the accreditation standard is only for a Genesis fund for U.S. investors. If you are non-U.S. investors, you don't need to be accredited per se. You can participate in early stage investments. In investing as long as it's not in a, a U.S. company without being accredited. So we have a specific venture out the Genesis Fund for U.S. investors only. 
and that requires U.S. people to be accredited. And that's the, the standard SEC accreditation rules. And I think that's basically your income for the past years has to be $200,000 as a minimum, or you have a million dollars in assets, not including your home. So, so that's just uh, the standard SEC definition. Wonderful. So for anything that doesn't fit within that criteria, uh, it, it acts differently. Yeah. And it's only because it's early stage investment. Say we have the, the NFT venture out. That's that's you don't need to be accredited at all because, you know, and if anybody can buy an NFT on the open market, so there's no need for accreditation there. And if we have like a gaming guild, same concept, you don't need to be accredited there either because Again, anybody can buy an NFT on the open market. It only pertains to when you do early stage investment, US investors. Walk me through a little bit about the different NFTs that are available now and how, you know, what each of those represent within the Fight Club community and project. Yeah. So Fight Club right now is subdial Bankless DAO. So we had to gate it or Discord. And so we have different NFTs for gating. We have a gold glove, which is the OG NFT. And that's basically for the original members who've been working hard. I mean, Fight Club has been around, I think, since Bankless DAO started. So it's been over a year that we've had people working on this nonstop for, for basically for free. I mean, we, we took a round of, of Bankless financing, but really it's, it's essentially for free. And then we have, we're still, I think, in the process of our Bankless DAO NFT mint. So you have to be a level one member to mint the red glove NFT and all the mintings done on Polygon. And we're getting ready for our public mint of NFTs, which is a black glove. And that's open pretty much to basically the public to participate in the fight glove. We're not offering a lot where it's basically 1000 public NFTs that will be made available. And, and that's in general because, you know, we're, we're a small DAO. We we're, you know, we'd like to build out in, in stages. And we're also coming up actually we just talked about it in, in the Discord. And I think people are, are okay with it. I don't know if we have to do a poll yet. About a kind of a, we call it like a fighter NFT where for people who want to work their way in, we, we understand that, you know, we want to be as inclusive as, as possible. You know, that's that's kind of our goal with Fight Club. It's, you know, investments are for everybody. So, and we understand this market is kind of a, a difficult market. So we are coming out with like a, a white glove NFT where people can, basically join Fight Club, do a couple of bounties. And when they do a bounty, they, they earn they earn cake. So the fighter gets fatter. As you do more bounties, you get cake and you become fatter. And then you move up a weight class as a fighter. You start off as a featherweight and then you become a welterweight and then you become a you know, middleweight, heavyweight. And then you just become a sumo wrestler. And, and when you become a sumo wrestler, you know, that's when you get like your, your Fight Club NFT and you're, you're officially a member. So we had fun kind of playing around and coming up with uh, themes about how people can work their way into Fight Club. Yeah, I love that. I love the whole like memification of something, like really getting into something like a pun or whatever, and just kind of uh, having that be uh, a hook and something fun within the project. So I think that that's really rad. The different weight classes to then earn your way in. 
Yeah, and I, I'm very excited for that. Obviously, being a Bankless DAO L1 member myself, I hold the red glove and I'm very excited to see this project continue to grow and obviously having it be a bigger part of the Web3 ecosystem. So as we close out here, give us a, an idea of like what we can expect in the near future for Fight Club and, you know, I guess maybe some of the ways that people can connect if they're interested in uh, joining the Fight Club initiative. Obviously, follow us on Twitter, fight underscore club underscore VC, and join our Discord. As I said, you know, you can come in as a guest pass and be part of our trial run of, of fighters uh, where you can contribute to the DAO. Or you can wait till our, our um, if you wanted to, you can wait for our public mint, which I feel it should be coming up soon. We're ready in July. So by the end of this month, we should have the, everything ready to go with our with our public mint. Again, it's on Polygon, so less gas fees. And and that's pretty much it. You know, just join us in Discord. We're, 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 we're kicking up our Twitter spaces where we're having, we're going through due diligence runs and having some founders of projects come and speak live on Twitter space. Our second educational cohort, it's going to start, I think, in the same time that the public NFT launch is going to start. So it's going to be, our program is going to be more widely accessible. Um, it's currently only accessible to Fight Club members and, and Pankless level one members, which is basically all the Fight Club members. So it's it's not as diversified as, as much as we would want, but that was our MVP. So, you know, we, we feel like we've done a pretty good job with that with our MVP. And, you know, yeah, just jump in there and, and make suggestions. I, I think I'd like to think that we're a pretty open, we're a pretty open group and, you know, we value everybody's commitment and ideas. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, we, we love to have people participate. And that's a wrap. I really enjoyed my chat with Tessa. I especially enjoyed learning about the collaboration that is happening in the VentureDAO ecosystem. To connect with Tessa, please follow her on Twitter at DeFiNoob. That's noob with two zeros instead of two O's. And to learn more about Fight Club, go to fightclub.vc and on Twitter at fight underscore club underscore VC. Thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts. It costs zero dollars, means the world to us, and helps others discover this content too. You can also find more conversations like this one by visiting our website at cryptosapiens.xyz. I look forward to reconnecting with you at our next discussion.